Let's go. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome to Video Chicken. We are back, and look who's really back from vacation. So and let's. And you're back. What do you mean I'm back? I've been here. You I haven't to New left. York City. No, that was for work. So that's not technically leaving. Let's okay. get started. How's it going, guys? Matt here with Carolina Coops. Welcome to Video Chicken. Uh, to my left is my host, Kristen Warren. I think this one really could be a male. Oh, we got one that's hatching. This show is for you guys. This is the bass fiber. Y'all know chickens are the gateway drug into homesteading. We survived with only one trip to the ER. Coyotes are everywhere. It's about time you show up, Matt. Uh -huh. It's a great straw. It is time, finally, for chicken police. They defecate every 12 seconds. Is that true? <laughs> Now it is officially noon because the buzzer went off. <laughs> well, I've never counted. <laughs> Long road. That's a good one with the, with the courts and everything. And more chickens. Well, the math you do now, Daddy, is chicken math. <laughs> Calm down, Matt. Calm down. But... <laughs> Hello, everybody. Audio unmuted. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Video Chicken. Yes, we are back. Yes, we are live. Let us know if everything looks good, sounds good. As usual, we're always a little paranoid. Uh, you never know uh, who's been in here messing around with buttons, so just let us know everything sounds good, looks good. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started. Welcome back, Kristen. Thank you. Welcome back, Matt. Yeah. So Today no. is... Oh, yeah, right. June yeah. 9th. Yes. Ju it's June 9th already. June 9th. That is insane. It is insane. I didn't even know we were into June. Um, unbelievable. Anyways, uh, so looks good on Facebook. Awesome. And make sure that we sound good. Thank you. East stormy. So yeah, no, we had a little hiatus. How many weeks? Three weeks. Three 10. Weeks. Oh, it was only three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Because someone had to go on vacation and go, you went to New York city. I was working. Mm -hmm. That's different. I did some work on vacation. You, actually you did. Yeah. Yeah. I keep forgetting about that. So anyways, we are officially back. And there is a lot of things we got to talk about. There's a lot of things we got to get caught up on. There is a lot of things I got to get off my chest. Okay. So this is going to be one of those shows. I'm not sure how long it's going to go for. <laughs> However, the best part about today's show is we have our dear friend, Lisa Steele, who is here today from Fresh Eggs Daily. She's in the green room right now. So we'll be bringing her on probably 12, 10, 12, 15. Just depends on how long my rant goes right now. Oh, are we starting out with a rant? Dude, well, listen. You I got to do that in the second hour or something. No, 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 no. It's not a rant. I got to get something off my chest right now, right away. And we got to get a video of this later. And actually, if anyone's listening out in, so Nan's not here. So we're not going to have her chiming in like we usually do. So I'm going to need someone to bring in the hemp box, the empty box from my office. We have got to get something out there. I need to get it off my chest. <laughs> And you guys are going to understand why. Oh. Wow. Okay. Ooh. I didn't know if I was going to say oh. something. I'm doing something for the first time in today's show. Did you guys show. see that comment? That can just make somebody's day. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> hey, Matt, your hair looks beautiful today. So, well, you want to know why? Did you get a haircut? No. Does it, no. I, I, I'm due for a haircut. Uh, you didn't brush it? No, I, br I combed it. I never wash my hair on Friday, but I had to today. The reason is, thank God, we are no longer living at the shop. So I think I can officially say it. Yes, we've been living yeah. here for two years, <laughs> getting the plant up and running. Um, the water out there, it needs some work. 
So yeah, big news, big news. Matt has a home in North Carolina. Yes, we get to get started with the farm. Uh, Turn my headphones up just a touch. So thank you so much. I was wondering if anyone was going to notice. I was like, I should bring it up just for something funny, but I'm glad it was noticed. That is awesome. It's way too fluffy. When you wash it and condition it, it's just way too fluffy. It's all over the place. I'm, I'm chopping it off. I am actually probably about three months away just to forewarn everyone. I'm going back to shaving my head. I am done with air. It is gone. You can see right through it. It is disgusting. But thank you for that compliment. Um, so We'll have the fans weigh in on that. Yeah, so my is my level low. There's We got to get this dialed in. Turn me up just a little. Right there, right there. Perfect. All right, now, can I please have someone bring in a hemp box? This is why. And I'm mad at myself. At the end of the day, everything is my fault. And God knows we have learned a lot. Here's the thing. And we're going to do an official video. Thank you, James. We're going to do an official video on this. We sell a lot of industrial hemp. Thank you for everyone that purchases, purchases the hemp because we love the hemp. And I want to get more and more people aware of the hemp and, of course, grow that part of our business. Here's the <laughs> thing about hemp. It is an organic material. We work so hard with the manufacturer to achieve the perfection mm-hmm. that is my fault. I created this monster. Well, you did it with me. We were out on the floor showing how beautiful our hemp yeah. is, and it is beautiful. Uh, figuring out the perfect size of herd and da da da. Here, bring that in. Thank you, James. Well, yeah, it's a you know we it's a process. We try Thanks. some new things. Thank you. They don't work out. We try right. Some so other things. and I you know and I'll be honest with you. Ninety nine point nine percent of the people they get that and they're yeah. so thankful of that. And it works. Yeah. Here's the deal. All right. The manufacturer called me up about a month ago. He said, Matt, I got to forewarn you about something. I said, what's that? He goes, your bales are going to weigh less. I asked him why. And he had a very good answer. And when I got the answer, I was like, well, that's even better for everyone. Did you hear this answer? That it was moisture. Less moisture. Yes. They got the herd so dry that we don't have to pay now for moisture. So I was like, sweet. That's a home run. Dehydrated hemp. But as we've been going through this process, learning about hemp and selling it, marketing, da da da, here's where I made a huge mistake. And you're going to see this changing completely, especially on our end. But I have also noticed if you go buy, you know, pine shavings, if you go buy mulch in a bag, they don't refer to the weight anymore because you can't. It's an organic material. It's going to change. And hemp, especially, is going to absorb moisture. Well, that's so, what it's made for. It, it, exactly. Thank you. So it could weigh. Oh, we got it. Thank you, Amber, though. <laughs> um, so here's what I'm getting at. We had a customer call us out on it. And they're right. She even picked up the bales and could tell, because she's a repeat customer. She could tell they were about, I think it was going to be, let's see, 29, 30, 31, 32. So five, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, five pounds lighter. That's a lot. But she could tell. And they are, on average, five pounds lighter. And we have on our box, and we sell it at 33 pounds. Because mm-hmm. it used to be consistently 33 pounds. But we've gone to a new manufacturer <laughs> that is producing, I feel, even a better product. But more importantly, working with us, dialing in our recipe. Yeah, They're also on the same continent, which helps. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, because by the time we get it from, you know, we're getting it from France, it is going to start taking in even more moisture. So here's the point. It is wrong, and we're going to change this. It is wrong to sell a material like industrial hemp, healthy straw, 
which has been phenomenal. We definitely got to talk about that today. Uh, pine shavings malts to sell it by the pound because it's gonna it's gonna fluctuate big time. The right thing to do is to sell it by the volume because at the end of the day, that is what's important. Mm -hmm. And the volume is still at the five cubic feet. Okay, give or take, give or take your fluffiness. Give or take your measuring, okay? And that's another tough one to get perfect, all right? And you could have five different people measure the volume in the same measuring system and come up with five different numbers. But here's the thing. The customer said, Matt, it's 28 pounds. She was mad, rightfully so, mm -hmm. okay? Um, I should have immediately taken off the 33 pounds per bale because we checked it and we knew that it wasn't correct, um, but we knew that the volume was there. Mm -hmm. And if anything, I should have said right then and there, it's even better because the reason why it's lighter is it has less moisture. So it's going to do even better of a job. That's the message I got to say right now. That's what I got to get across. So if anybody else has noticed this, I apologize. I, I promise you. So who, who's going to go out there in the shop and mark that off with a Sharpie? They're doing it. They're doing it now. Are, they, but, are you serious? Yeah, we have like 2,000 boxes left. And, the, you know, the boxes were not cheap. And, you know, the getting well, the design and yeah. everything. So we'll work with our designer to fix that oh, on no, the next so printing. That was done immediately when I found out as we're dialing in the consistency of the hemp, which is looking good. The size is good. Next to zero dust. I mean, it's been awesome, but it's been a process. And it's been a process for them as well. You know what I mean? And I can understand that. And I told our manufacturing company, I said, immediately get that 33 pounds off. Keep the conversion because that's still accurate. But I never came to the public like I should have. I should have had them cross that out. I just, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, next round of boxes that come in. You can say approximately. Uh, so it does say approximately in the conversion. The conversion. But no, we are not saying approximately anymore oh. in poundage. Are you kidding me? To well, make when people happy? compare, I think it is helpful because there are 44-pound bales out there. So Absolutely. Yeah. We need some way to compare. You compare by the volume. You compare by what is going to give you what you're looking for, and that is the volume. Right? I think 33 should be on there somewhere. You are out of your mind. In the description. No approximately. Way. Use the word approximately. It doesn't work. It barely works with conversions. <laughs> You are more than welcome. If I was a consumer, I would want to see yeah, the but weight. You, like he, we were saying that just when you buy mulch, when you buy all that stuff, it always says like three cubic feet. Yeah, you know but as I mean? long as like our competitors that are selling hemp are doing the same, otherwise they're, they they're are not. pretty much. They are pretty much doing um, either liters or cubic feet. It's yeah, only volume, right. volume, not pound. Yeah. Okay. Well, as, the, as long as there's a consistent way to compare, I think that's Plus, important. Plus, we know that our competitors that do say 33 pounds, we know from our experiment that it wasn't 33 pounds. That's right. So yep. we, have, we have that on tape. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We And again, <laughs> I'm never going to bash up a competitor. I, I don't want to waste time talking about that. No. But it's good to compare. And we did that. Oh, they're outright lie. I should have been like, oh, yeah, look at these. No, I'm not going to do that. You know, you never point the finger until you point the finger at yourself first. And God knows every person here knows that because you hear me say it all the time. Uh, it only makes you better. Anyway, so guys, I hope that makes sense. If you have any questions, thoughts, please fill me in because it, this is the real deal. And again, it's an organic product. It fluctuates. And it just, it made me so mad at myself because I'm not saying this person thought we were lying, but in a way we were. But we didn't mean to by any means. If anything, I was happy. I was like, sweet. They got it even drier. And I focused on that. Okay. 
Well, sounds good. Somebody asked where uh, where we're getting it, and it is Canada. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then what I wasn't going to do is waste, at that time, I think we had about 5,000 boxes. I'm not going to waste 5,000 boxes. That would be ir irresponsible, right? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Enough with that. Was that your rant, or do you have more? Oh, oh I'm just getting started. Okay, all right. Well, we'll pause on the other stuff. All right, it is 12-12. We have Lisa Steele from Fresh Eggs Daily in the green room. I think Ingrid briefed me on what we're going to be talking about, but I can't wait to hear the surprise. June 9th, 2023, we are live. We are back. Let's go ahead and bring our dear friend Lisa in. All right, give me one. Let's do this oh, interview. And we'll do this. And we'll, yeah, squish together. Why is it not adding her? I just May I? Yeah, go ahead. One day we're gonna have it like like clockwork. Oh yeah, I'll One. be I'll be retired. No, uh, Ingrid, if there's anyone that's never retiring, it is you. You guys have to switch together. How are we doing, Lisa? How are you doing today? Scoot over some more. Oh hi, <laughs> I'm not in the green room any <laughs> longer. No. <laughs> hi Lisa, how are you doing? Hi there. Good. Good. So today we have Lisa like from Fresh Eggs Daily with us, and I, uh, Ingrid mentioned to me today. My mic can only go so far. Okay. It is okay. hot as hell in here. Jeez. Yeah, no, non one locker office. Sorry, it has just been one of those days. You want to squish it even more. How are you in a world? I just want to put you on the screen. How are you in a long... I'm, I'm, I'm here. Okay. Now my mic can't get there. I'm due for a vacation. Anyways. I keep telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Ingrid mentioned to me today that we are going to be talking about... It is summertime, right? Almost officially summer. And uh, Lisa's going to be talking to us about how to... Keep your chickens cool. And ducks. I want to talk about ducks. Ooh. And mm -hmm. before we get started, I just want to, because I might not get a chance to butt in, but congratulations to Lisa on the awards that she won for her show um, for Welcome to My Farm. She's done her second season now, and she's picked up even more awards. So I want to, I saw that, and I wanted to congratulate you. So congratulations, Thank Lisa. You. Yeah, good that, job. Yeah, that is awesome. And I'll be honest, with you, I'm not surprised, Lisa. You are um, the reason why we love you is you are who you are. You're real. You're honest, and that's what people need to hear. And I know sometimes that comes with taking some punches, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, and I'm sure you can agree, you can still go to bed and sleep well because you know you're being honest from here. And that, again, if you've not, you guys have never met Lisa Steele, haven't read any of her books, this is why we love her. So congratulations. Oh, I'm backwards. Those are my books. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. I've taken a lot of heat, pun intended, but if you're not going to put a message out there that you really believe in, it's not worth it. I just want to comment on two things. Um, hair looks great. And I love hemp. I was team straw like year round for years and years and years. I started using hemp in the summer. And I love it. I mean, I just cannot say enough good about it. It is not dusty. It's really light. It's, it lasts forever. So like when you compare the initial cost to shavings, it seems like it's more expensive, but then you realize you're not cleaning your coop every other day. And all of a sudden it's been like months and you're like, oh, I suppose I should put some new hemp in, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I really love it. So I still do use the straw in the winter just because we're in Maine and mm -hmm. 
you know, the straw is like so much more insulating and I put a nice thick layer and everything. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm like team hemp in the summer now. I absolutely love it. So great product. Well, thank you for saying that. And so then I got to ask you, because you were sitting in the green room, hopefully you're hearing my rant and I hope everyone understands how I had to get that off my chest. This is the first time I've been able to ever say anything. Um, has you, have you ever had any experience like that? And do you understand what I'm saying that, you know, the poundage can fluctuate. It's an organic material and especially this stuff. It's, it's meant to absorb moisture. There's humidity in the air. God knows I feel it in here right now and it's just going to absorb it. And water's heavy, right? Well, and that's why they don't sell straw by the pound. They sell it by the bale. You know, you buy a bale of straw. You don't buy. And okay, first of all, who's this woman who's throwing the hemp on a scale? Is what I want to know. <laughs> first of all, I know. Um, you know, if you have like a little container or something, and you open it up, and it isn't quite full, you're like, wait, did I really get a pound? But like, I can't imagine anyone weighing. Like, I couldn't even tell you how much a bale of straw weighs. Like, when we get straw, sometimes it seems heavier or seems lighter, and you know, it is because of the moisture level, how dry the straw is. But yeah, you sell it by. Volume. Like volume or yeah. like how much, like you said, you know, it'll cover this much, you know, like if you're selling like mulch, I'm sure mulch and yeah. all that kind of stuff, potting soil and stuff is sold like that too, because you know, there's moisture in it or not. But I mean, some people just want to complain about stuff, everything. And I wouldn't worry about it. Like label it how you want to label it. And then in your description, you know, maybe you could put like approximately equivalent to, mm you know, 33 to 40 pounds or, or like make it like a wide range or something. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And I think that kind of ties in what Kristen was saying a little bit. And I tell you, it's cutthroat out there, this world of um, <laughs> selling hemp. I spend more time talking about hemp and it's not even really our product, but it is such an important part of being successful. Yeah, like Lisa was just saying how great it is. And I want to make sure people see the value. Because at the end of the day, that's what we should be doing when we're shopping. And I'm not saying always get the cheapest stuff, but if I can provide a great product at a great price, we're going to be successful, yeah. just like with a chicken coop. And I feel we yeah. spend more time, I guess it maybe just compliment to the coops, is we spend more time talking about the value of the hemp than I think we do the chicken coops. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I thank you so much. Well, then, the hemp, it's expensive. Well, first of all, it's all shipped. Like not many feed stores are carrying it yet. So, you know, this is shipping like large, heavy packages, right? So that costs money. But, you know, when you do compare it dollar to dollar to shavings, it just seems like I've gotten a lot of pushback when I recommend it. And I'm like, you don't understand. It's going to last so much longer. Like I almost, I think that one application lasts me almost the whole summer. And you would never get that with yeah. shavings. And for me, it's, you know, it's it's not only saving money, but it's saving time and effort. And it's also what's best for the chickens. And I've never had problems with respiratory issues, things like that, that shavings, I mean, shavings are just so dusty. I don't know why anybody uses them in their coop. Mm -hmm. exactly. Like dust is horrible yeah. for chickens. Right. And the other thing I was going to mention too, that I didn't bring up and I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but it needs to be said is that the other thing people don't see is we work so hard every day working with our vendor that does our shipping to keep passing along savings and it's straight up a numbers game and i just had a meeting with him the other day and he's like dude i can't believe how well you guys are doing we're going to get even more aggressive at giving you savings which we just pass along to the customer and soon once i see consistency in this weight of the hemp because it's going to fluctuate mm -hmm. hopefully and i don't see why we can't we, we're going to be able to pass along that savings for the includes shipping price because we're not shipping water you know what i mean right but five pounds 
should make a big difference. It's not right now, but we, we again, I just want to mention that what goes on to make sure we give the best yeah. value to the customer. Yeah. Mike, and- Mike Trapp said that he's using the hemp that he got in 122020. So 30 months on the same hemp that he got when he got his coop. Yeah. He has yeah. not changed wow. it out. Yeah. Um, I do it about every two years. Yeah. Kristen goes yeah. about four or five. Four to five. Isn't that 30 Yeah. Months. And if your coop's not overloaded, it, it very well could last. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you And know. if you keep turning it, you know, yeah. keep it, yeah. you got to keep the air in it and all that. And I mean, I find a big thing is no food and water in the coop. Like if you oh, yeah. bring that all outside your coop is going to stay so much drier, so much cleaner. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be rodents and flies and bugs. And you don't want to encourage your chickens to be inside the coop anyway. They should yeah. be outside. So right. if they want to eat, they got to go outside. Yeah. And please consider yep. that your time is valuable. All of our time is valuable on this earth. And if there's, if you, you there's less time working on your cleaning out your chicken coop, that, that is really valuable totally yeah yeah you absolutely can't compare it bag to bag to shavings and that's what people are trying to do so i'm trying to like explain it and you're trying to explain it and hopefully you know little by little we'll convert people over um to the hemp oh yeah it's gonna happen because it it is very popular in europe and the one thing i've learned about business whatever happens in europe eventually comes over here and uh it, it is it slowly is and it's definitely gonna help thank god there's finally companies popping up um, growing industrial hemp uh, for the bass fibers, uh, for the CBD, and then also we can use the herd. Uh, it's just not here yet in the States. Like people may think or they hear, you need thousands and thousands of acres to grow it to meet the demand, which is good. But the nice part is it is so sustainable. In 90 days, yeah. it's ready to go. So we have a question. Homestead Engineering asked, how long does the hemp last if it's unopened? So, you know, that's actually a very good question, and I don't have an exact answer yet based on experience. I do. I kept some in my garage for years, and it was fine. <laughs> I mean, I would I would say if it doesn't get wet, Sorry. it's going to last forever. I mean, it's it's yeah. dry, like straw. If straw doesn't get wet, it's not going to mold. Yeah. It's not going to disintegrate. We're not worried about the nutritional value because yeah. they're not eating it. So I'd say forever. It's like honey. You can find it in King Cut's tomb, and they'd be like, hemp, cool. <laughs> so exactly so the thing i like to tell people is as long as you have good storage practices and store this in a cool dry place i have yet to see with my own eyes what the shelf life should be mm-hmm. what i can tell you is like what Kristen just said how long was it in your garage three years three years and so that's the only evidence i have but like lisa's saying which i want everyone to do use some common sense and, you know, the analogy with the honey or, you know, it is a dry material. We are not worried about the nutrient value of it. And as long as it is, stays dry, you won't be growing mold. So keep it in a cool, dry place. And right now, I, I stored shelf- some outside in a what I thought was a, a plastic <laughs> bin that was watertight and it was not. No. And it's ruined. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. So great question. Or it's like where you get into it. Yeah. You know, you want to make sure. If you have mice in your barn or whatever, that they're not getting into it because they'll, you know, build nests and poop in it and stuff. Yeah. But, you can yeah. bring it into your living room and put a nice cover on it and use it as furniture. Absolutely. Use it as seating. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Seating. <laughs> yeah. Something tells me you have done <laughs> I don't that. know that from experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I have a question for Lisa. All right. I have go. a couple too. Oh. So my question is, I we know that chickens don't love the heat. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they can't really, they have a hard time cooling themselves off. Um, how do, 
how do ducks react? I would think that because ducks are water animals, do, do does the heat not as much of an issue for ducks? Or is it? It actually is. I mean, okay. ducks without like a kiddie pool or a tub to stand in, ducks can also suffer heat exhaustion. You know, they'll overheat. They can't sweat, you know, same as chickens. They don't sweat. So they start panting. They hold their wings out. And if they don't have a way to cool off, then they, they can, you know, suffer heat exhaustion. But ducks are super easy because you just fill a kiddie pool and they're just going to float around all summer in it. All right. Okay. That's interesting. That was my question. Yeah. And chickens remember. can't do that or right. don't. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They don't, but our chickens will stand in the kiddie pool. They, I don't know if they've learned it from the ducks. Oh, or interesting. They just get hot. I mean, that's the best way to cool a chicken off that is suffering heat exhaustion. You don't want to dunk her completely, but just get her to a, you know, a cool place like a garage or a mudroom or something, and then just put her feet in cool water. And that's the quickest way to cool down her body temperature. So I, in the summer, I'm not a big fan of the nipple waterers anyway, because chickens aren't mammals, you know, so they don't nurse. <laughs> so it's not like a natural way to drink, but I just use tubs for water and the chickens will stand in them in the summer when they get hot to cool down. So if you provide them with what they need, just like with everything else, mm -hmm. they know what to do with it and it makes your job a lot easier. Okay. Yeah, I do the same thing with, I have oddly, ironically enough, like roasting pans that I got from the, <laughs> <laughs> the thrift store. And I usually put watermelon there because that way it does, you know, it doesn't get dirty when they're eating oh. it. But in the summer, I will put, um, I'll fill it with cold water and some ice cubes. And a couple of the smarter ones will stand in there and eat, you know, if they're hot, they'll stand mm -hmm. in there and they'll know. I'll just give them a little, little wading pool, just about an inch of water. So those roasting pans are the best. I use them for feed also. And what's nice about them, if you get the lid as well mm -hmm. at night, you can just put the lid on and then that keeps mice out. Oh, see, Oh, go to your thrift store. So mm -hmm. since we're talking <laughs> that, about, that is a good tip. Since we're talking about ducks right now, I heard something recently and I haven't had a chance to confirm it. The source is very, very reliable, but you never know. Mm -hmm. You never know. And it sounds extreme, but it also, I think I know what you're going to say. Oh no. What? No, let him go. I'll... Okay. I'll be shocked if you do, but maybe you do. I don't know. Uh, or maybe it was on one of our lives. All right. So we have been fans of and have done chicken coops and duck house combos and letting mm -hmm. them stay together. And the thing about ducks that I've learned is the female ducks are the noisy ones. The male ducks are the quiet ones. But we want the female ducks for the eggs, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I have never heard of this and i just would like confirmation because if this is true we got to bring this up when people are like hey can we have ducks and chickens together mm, is it going is it true that if you have a male duck mate with a female hen because the penis on a duck is corkscrew will insert its corkscrew penis into the female duck and potentially cause harm you mean by, hen Hen, sorry, thank you, uh, by ripping it out. Is that true? Okay, theoretically, that is true. Realistically, we have had ducks and chickens together for 14 years. We've had roosters off and on. We have always had a drake in with our chickens and ducks. Not once has our drake tried to mate with a chicken. Oh, even, like never. even try to mate. Yeah, oh, I haven't tried to. I mean, I'll, I'll I think agree. that the people who I think it, first of all, I think it's, it's an urban myth, sort of, that somebody read about this and now everyone says, "Oh, you can't keep them together; it's going to happen." I think if it is happening, the people I hear from that it has happened, they don't have any female ducks, so they've got this 
you know, Drake all by himself. And yeah, that, like, what the heck, you know, that happened. Um, but yeah, yeah. And I think it's again, common sense. And also if you've got young Drake, they can be super friendly during the mating season. So it, it's never a bad idea to separate your Drake in the spring, even from your female ducks, you know, if you don't want to hatch eggs because the females can get seriously overmated. You know, he pulls on the back of their head, that's where their sinuses run. So they can get all sorts of, you know, sinus infections and feathers ripped out and just exhausted. So it's never a bad idea to separate a drake, but realistically, that's not gonna happen. That's not what animals do. They they generally don't look for other species to mate yeah. with. Yeah. So the important part is to if you have male ducks that you um well no that you <laughs> that if you have male ducks you needed a pen um normally i do like to throw things at him but um <laughs> if you have male ducks that you should have female at least a female duck uh, for the you shouldn't just have just male ducks with your chickens. Just a male duck with a bunch of chickens. And and yeah. during mating season, think about, you know, separating the ducks from the chickens or that young duck. I mean, we have a Drake named Bad Boy who gets timeouts because, <laughs> you know, he's bad. So, you know, again, you've got to you've got to use your common sense, watch what they're doing. So that's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought what you were going to say is that at the end of mating season, the Drake's penis falls right off and he regrows <laughs> a new one the following spring. <laughs> Which is true. Uh, <laughs> See, it is Bigger not fun being a, being a male in the animal kingdom. Let me tell oh, you Oh, man. What. Being a male in the chicken world? I mean, you're lucky to even make it to... Dude, you, you begin your life... Well, anyway. Yeah. So, but now that is Whoa. even worse. Uh, wow. Imagine I have you're... never personally found one, but people have sent me pictures. They've actually found the discarded member. Why? Why? This is a really interesting show. Yeah, I'm Why? so glad. There has this took to be a, a turn. Hold <laughs> on, there has to be a reason. Wait, and did you say it grows back? I guess they don't. Yeah, bigger and better. It grows oh. back in the spring. Oh, I mean, oh, I guess oh, 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 there we go. Now that's different. Okay, I can maybe. How long? How long does it take? No. Um, so I want it to be a surprise. I can't write anymore because I don't write anymore. So my, anyways. Can you, can someone who is listening out there in the office bring in at least two, maybe three of our baby ducks that we have on hand that we hatch? I just thought it'd be fun. You missed all this while you were on vacation. Mm -hmm. Since we are talking about gut, uh, gus, ducks and we have some baby ducks here, I just thought it'd be fun to bring it in, put them on the table. Because there is actually a couple questions I, I was hoping we could ask about the baby ducks. And, and actually a little bit was yesterday. Uh, we have the ducks where they're in their little brooder. And little did I know a, a duck is going to grow an inch every day, if not more. Like, it is insane <laughs> how fast, fast they grow. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to put them in the pool to play. But I was really curious that since um, they don't have their adult feathers yet, was it going to be too cold for them, even though it's really, really warm here and they didn't show any signs of stress? But I was curious what we should be aware of to make sure – Maybe the water needs to be warm enough so they don't get cold. I don't. I know with like baby chicks, if they go back and forth with a drastic change, it could increase things like pasty butt or something like that. Um, I just wasn't sure what we should be aware of when we're going to take the baby ducks out of the brooder. We want them to go be ducks. And who doesn't love watching a duck play in the water, especially a baby duck? Mm-hmm. Um, what are some mm-hmm. of the things we need to be aware of there? No, that's a really good point. So baby ducks hatched under a mother duck come out and she preens them and gets them all waterproofed. So that's why they can float around in a pond at like a day old, you know, because they're out in the wild and they need that protection. If they hatch in an incubator, 
they're not even waterproof until they're about a month old. So you definitely should get them out swimming because when you take them out, I usually like to towel dry them, but they'll preen and they'll, you know, get their preen glands going. I can hear them to waterproof themselves. Um, but yeah, baby ducks can get chilled. They can they're drown. so big. How old are they? Uh, they are big. So here's Mackenzie and Amber. Come on in, how, guys. How how old are they? They they look like um, they were fledglings. On the 28th. Hatched on the twenty eighth. Go ahead, put it right down on the table. So oh the reason why I said bring in, uh, it's all right. the reason why I said bring in some is because here, they freak out if they're not together. So you can hear that distress. And let's see if they calm down a little bit. But I just thought, did you guys get pooped on? Yes. I just thought, oh my god, well that didn't take long. We can instead of chicken bingo, we can we should be playing duck bingo. Yeah, so we have cheese, Walter, and chicken. His name's chicken. Chicken. Okay. So they are just going nuts. So I was looking at them, and I noticed. All right, well, hold on. Don't go too far. You guys are gonna take. They, yeah, they're not like baby right chicks. They're not hanging out. I just thought. So we hatched three of them, and oh my god, they stink. That that smells so bad. That looks like a good poop, right? Poop expert. They're healthy. So, they look good. Matt, let Lisa finish. So so you say, Lisa, that you're supposed to get them in the oh, water. <laughs> so we've just completely lost control. I want people to hear what you said because it's important what what Lisa said about the um about the chicks. Yeah, so the ducks. So incubator hatch ducklings can drown. You know, don't leave them unsupervised. I like to put like a little. Um, a lot of people use like a paint tray. You know how okay. it's like sloped, so it's kind of like a pool with a shallow end and a deep end. Ah, you know, put good. that in the brooder if you have room. I mean, they're going to be in their water bowl constantly, and they're going to constantly be wet you know, in the brooder, but they've got the heat lamp and stuff in there to keep warm. Um, I do like to give them short swims in warm-ish water, towel dry them off, and then put them right back under the heat, and then they'll, you know, finish that. But yeah, swimming is so good for them. It builds up their leg and feet muscles, and it does get them used to preening, so they can then start waterproofing themselves. And by four weeks or so, five weeks, they should have feathers, you know, but still, I'm, I'm careful with the, the little ones with water anyway, just because, you know, you wouldn't want them to drown. So I never leave them unsupervised and take them out. You know, that peeping you sound, heard, yeah. that's like distress peeping. So if they start doing that when they're swimming, they're cold. But, I mean, they have a blast. When they oh. first learn that they can swim underwater, it's hysterical. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so fun watching them. I mean, they had their little bowl, and I and I didn't want them to drown or anything like that. And I didn't want, you know, I want to be very careful, but then we put them in Gus's pool. Thank God Gus wasn't here. He'd have been so mad. But they were just diving and swimming. And they, again, I don't know if it's right or wrong. This is my first time actually raising baby ducks. This is my first time hatching uh, ducklings, I guess is the right term, right? Mm -hmm. um, we mm -hmm. were taking some strawberries and just throwing in the water, little pieces of watermelon, whatever. They were just having a blast eating it. It was mm -hmm. so fun. I am so glad I asked. I didn't realize the importance of it. I just didn't want them to get bored. I figured, oh, they're a duck. They got to go mm -hmm. swim. I didn't realize how important it is for them to build up those muscles and start the preening, the waterproofing process. Wow. Had no idea. Did mm -hmm. you? Uh, no, I didn't know about that, about the preening. That so much duck information tonight. Yeah. You know, it's interesting with the ducks because <laughs> obviously I've written more about chickens, but there is so much more information out there about ducks because of duck hunting, unfortunately. Ah. So duck hunters have really studied ducks and their behaviors and how they see and how they think and what they do. And I mean, there's tons of information about ducks, which obviously since all domestic ducks have descended from the mallard, they're all pretty much the same. 
and there's hardly any information about like chicken, like science mm-hmm. behavior stuff, because nobody really cares, you know, but duck hunters really want to get inside the mind of the duck. And I've just learned and read so much fascinating stuff about ducks from the like ducks unlimited and those duck hunting sites. That's a good pro tip. I yeah. mean, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, they are mm-hmm. obsessed. Yeah. Holy cow. Uh, so then another quick question that I, I did. I just did what I thought was right with the research I did, but you never know. We used, when it comes to the brooder, I really love the heat plates that you can get now instead of having Mm -hmm. to use a heat lamp. I used it with the baby ducks and they loved it. You know, I can't think we did anything (laughs) wrong, especially if they're growing an inch. I am not exaggerating. Yeah, they grow so fast. Dude, you can see them in the morning. Like, I guarantee you what you just saw, if we bring them back in in about an hour, they're going to be bigger. (laughs) I mean, it's just absolutely (laughs) not. Um, Is it okay to use a heat plate in a brooder for ducks? It is. I mean, you're just going to end up raising it probably every day because yeah. they do grow so fast but they're also super cold super more more cold tolerant you know baby chicks you start at 95 degrees and you drop it five degrees a week with baby ducks you started at 90 and drop it seven degrees a week so if you do a side-by-side chart in four or five weeks you see how much lower the temperature can be for the ducks it's it's really pretty drastic even just that small mm. little tweak yeah yeah so we have a question from um, Stormy. She says, uh, is it odd that my chickens sometimes forego playing around in my run to go perch in their hen house during the day? The weather has been in the New York Hudson Valley cool and warm. No food or water is in there. Matt, your chickens do that. Oh, my God, all the time. <laughs> I was like, oh, dear. That's why I was oh, really quiet. My chickens, the chickens out here, they hang out most of the day definitely in the coop when they can free range, go into the woods and have the time of their life, right? And I'm thinking, well, they if they have that freedom, they're happy to be in there. Or is something going on outside that's making them want to go into the coop? Maybe they were trying to get away from your dog. Well, Listen. Yeah, they might sense something, and re- I've noticed, you know, when we free range, all of a sudden everybody's kind of heading for the coop or under the trees, and I realize that there's a hawk circling, or mm-hmm. you know, they're sensing that something is not quite right. Yeah, it's um, I I didn't have my chickens ever go back into the coop unless it was into the uh, hen house unless it was to lay or sleep. But I that's the first time I saw it was when you had like. 7,000 chickens in your coop and they were all at 24 all double right. the amount I should have and they were I couldn't I was like why are they all hanging out yeah. here yeah it is unusual I've never seen that before right but I don't know um East Army, let us know how old your chickens are because that might have something to do with it maybe they're just I mean honestly I would um I would shut the coop and stick a box in the run with some nesting material for them to lay in be like you're not staying in the coop all day yeah not right it's unusual yeah, they usually, but I don't, it depends on how old, because if they want to lay or they want to, I, I don't know. And you do um, have to really watch the chickens, because it could be that there's something out there that they are sensing that there's mm-hmm. a fox or there's something that they're not feeling quite safe enough. So definitely, you know, watch your, your chicken's behavior, because they're probably trying to tell you something. Mm. Right. Do you, um, do you find that you change how, what, like what you feed your chickens in the summer? I mean, I feed, I feed mine layer feed year round mm-hmm. just because our ducks usually lay for most of the winter. Sometimes we have young chickens that just started laying. So I know some people like to switch to the grower in the winter, but it's no less expensive. So I don't understand. To me, it doesn't really seem to make any sense. And I feel like giving them a little extra calcium through the winter, they kind of build up the stores so they're ready to lay in the spring. So right. I feed layer feed year round. And then um, I do add oats to it especially for the ducks, the ducklings. I add um, 
oats to my chicken feed because it cuts the protein levels a little bit and ducks do grow really fast and that can slow them down a little bit, which is good. Um, and then in the winter, I'll add maybe cracked corn or sunflower seeds, something like that, just to give them, you know, because they're bored and there's snow and whatever. Um, and then in the summer, they just get the feed. They eat so much less in the summer because they can free range. There are weeds. Right. Mm, that's there's great. just more to eat. But that's, I do always so nice. put food out for them. And I mean, they self-regulate. So you, I mean, I try to put out what I think they're going to eat for the day, but they're not going to overeat. So you don't have mm. to worry about leaving your chicken's food 24 seven. They'll overeat, you know, trash that they shouldn't be eating. You know, if you have like leftover cheeseburgers or mm. <laughs> whatever, you know, spaghetti, all that kind of stuff, but their feed, they're only going to eat what they need. And then I mm. supplement with kitchen scraps, garden scraps you know, watermelon, fresh fruits and stuff in the summer. And then, um, you know, dried grubs, scratch grains, things like that in the winter. Right. So, so a question, I, I have to believe I've asked this before because I heard this potential urban myth, or maybe it's true and it makes sense. If uh, you are someone that is very worried about the heat in your environment and you're looking to get the perfect breed of chicken for high heat areas one of the things i've read and it's probably one of the ugliest chickens after maybe silkies maybe even before silkies i know turkins is it true that turkins were designed to be have a naked neck which is also what they're been known to be called mm -hmm. so that they can let that heat escape quicker so they can be more heat tolerant is that true <laughs> I don't know. I, I like, <laughs> that is one breed of chicken I would never even consider having. So I have literally zero interest in learning anything about them, which is yeah. probably terrible. Oh, that was yeah. a, a, a refreshing and honest answer that I agree with 100. percent Yeah, yeah. you know, you have, to, you have to ask Dahlia. She would know because I think she's had turkins. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it makes blend. sense. Chickens, their comb is their radiator. So that's where they release their body heat. So if you look at the heat tolerant breeds like Leggerns, Andalusians, Penitifencas, they're all fairly small chickens, sleek, you know, they're not like chubby like the Orphingtons and they have really big combs because that's how they let the heat escape from their bodies. That's really the only way other than panting. So I would say that, yes, having no feathers would probably help yeah. them stay cool i think more importantly though is just shade water dust bath you know the things that they naturally do to keep cool rather than trying to you know i'd rather have a, a orpington in the shade than a turkin in full sun we have you know a what i mean <laughs> we have a customer you guys are not gonna believe this she has air conditioners in her coop Why? Mm. Can't some people just? I you know what I tried to box fan in front of the coop my first year. I thought like it's so hot in here and just to like if they want to get because I didn't have as much shade cover as I do now because now I have all the grapes and everything growing. Show off. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm so jealous. But they never stood in front of it. I mean, sometimes they do. If like I've seen videos where people will have like that ice block and the fan, and they stand in front of it. Mine never did. They always just went under the shrub or yeah. dug a hole. Like they never. I was like, all right, now I'm just. Even though I have solar, I'm like I'm wasting electricity on something, and they're not even using this. So yeah, what do we call that? What? <laughs> when we when when we project our human. Oh, oh. <laughs> we we always talk yeah. about it. Yes, anthropomorph. Yes, that. We, we, we need a recording that we can just... I tell you, yes. the one place I've always seen a fan... <laughs> so we don't have to pronounce it anymore. When it comes to having backyard chickens where I've seen a fan be extremely useful is up on the ceiling to scare them if you want them off, say, your front porch. Huh. 
Yes, yeah. I, I remember you telling me that. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, think about it. They're so aware of aerial predators, and I had it happen in my garage. I just happened to turn the ceiling fan on, and they were gone. I was like, hmm, I'll remember that one. Hmm. Because you have a ceiling fan And fans can help with flies, too. Yes. Oh, like, yeah. the you know, the moving air will help with the flies. But so what people might not realize, I mean, I live in Maine now, but when we started raising chickens, we were living in Virginia. So I had what, eight years of raising chickens in a very hot, humid climate, which I'm kind of grateful for because I did learn a lot of tricks. And we did that redneck air conditioning with the frozen milk bottle with the fan, Mm -hmm. you know, blowing air. And it does really cool the air in the coop down. But I found more efficient was just to start cutting holes in the sides of my coop and turning them into huge windows. So there was tons of airflow Mm -hmm. always. Um, But yeah, chickens have it rough. I do try to free range a lot more when it's hot because the chickens are going to have an easier time staying cool, finding their own spot than if they're confined to the run. And predators are not out hunting when it's extremely hot because they're trying to stay cool too. So I feel like you're kind of mitigating your risk a lot by free ranging on the super hot days and the chickens, sure enough, you'll find them, you know, making dust baths, burrowing down in the dirt, under the trees, wherever they can find that's cool. Yep. Absolutely. So we have a couple more questions. By the way, East Storm said her chickens were ten weeks, so that might explain uh, why they that's keep... how old ours are, right? Yeah, that. Well, you're they're older than that now. Yeah, yeah so that's probably just... why they're going into the the coop because they know that that's it's cozy. Yeah, probably, the hen house because yeah. they know it's it's. Um, John asked, "What about layer feed with nineteen percent protein versus the usual sixteen percent? Like, how do you know what percent of protein that you need for just for layer feed them for that that's well, best?" I mean, anyone who has ducks should really not go for the high end because ducks, like you said, they grow really fast. If they get heavy, it puts a lot of strain on their legs and that's just really hard on them. So I prefer to cut the protein. So I stick with a 16% and then cut the protein, Uh, more protein. You know, people say it's going to help them lay more if they have higher protein. I give mine a lot of meat scraps, though, fish scraps, shrimp shells, lobster shells, things like that. So, you know, I feel like it all kind of evens out. Um, but I wouldn't, like, I would never use, like, a um, all flock or, you know, game bird or anything like that with, like, 20 or 22% protein. You know, I think you're just giving chickens way more than they need. And personally, I don't want mine to lay more than they would normally. You know, I don't, Lisa, I don't need to force Lisa. mine to lay more eggs. Lisa's just like bragging by like I give them lobster shell. Oh yeah, yeah, I was thinking <laughs> just because oh, you're yeah. like in Maine, it's like oh, it's just lobster shell. We just have lobsters just walking around down the street here. <laughs> yeah. well, I was I, thinking, I, oh, I, yeah, oh those scraps sound pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Road trip to so Lisa's. Slack every time I share a picture of my chicken, <laughs> you know, picking through the lobster shells, but they love it. Like all that nasty green stuff and all oh, the yeah. stuff in the body and the gills and all that, they pick them clean. So they, yeah, they love when we have lobster. It's, it's gotten expensive, so we don't have it as much as we used to. But when we first moved here, I mean, it was very inexpensive and we did eat lobster a lot. <laughs> um, so we have a couple more questions. Should I go yeah, on with Okay. I, I, I have a question. Uh, Lisa, you have so many good books. Um, can you just run through those oh, books okay. really? Just like, t- tell us your books just run through them real quick like I know you have so many different topics and yeah basically what I would love to do when I was going to finish up is I we want Lisa to do some bragging yeah. show us what you've done because this is the value that our, our viewers our listeners are going to yeah. have right now because you are such a, a great wonderful person uh, I, I exactly you, yeah you, that's you, exactly what I want to see 
Yeah, and, we, we couldn't uh, get it in the shot. And I'd be can, happy to have all my books here. I, I, I can tell that. you guys, these books are amazing. And yes. I, you know, don't believe everything you see out there. Don't believe everything you read, hear this on the internet. But when you can go to some of the experts that keep it real and explain it like Lisa is here, I can guarantee you success. Plus, even books are fact-checked. You know, things you read on the internet or self-published books or blogs, nobody's fact-checking them. You know, people can say whatever they want. When you write a book, you have someone fact-checking everything you're saying. You know, I had to provide resources and links to studies and all that kind of stuff. Right. So anyway, okay, first book, started it all, Fresh Eggs Daily, great beginner book. It is not a kid's book, but it's actually written on a fifth grade level, which I'm told is the level that I write on. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> grammar school kids can enjoy reading it as well, mm. which I think is kind of cool. They can get involved. Um, Duck Eggs Daily, which it sounds like you need. Uh, <laughs> yes. Same book but about ducks. Also a great yeah. free adds, we... adds to cart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Adds to cart. Let's Hatch Chicks. This is really a cute book. It's a storybook about my chicken, Violet, who wants to be a mom. And so it's kind of her fictional story. But then alongside it is like a hatch day by day. So like for a teacher or a homeschooler, you know, what's happening inside the egg on day one, day two, day three, which parallels, you know, Violet's quest to become a mom. It's, it's just really, oh, it's great. like gorgeously illustrated. And, you know, they took pictures of my chickens and drew them, whatever. Very cute kids book. Um, Gardening with chickens which is how to keep your gardens safe from your chickens. Um, basically, the book could have been one page, fence in your chickens or fence in your garden. Yeah. But I do have some, <laughs> some different ways to try to keep your plants safe and also things to plant for your chickens, you know, things that they'll enjoy, herbs, edible flowers, things like that. Um, this one was fun. This book came out. I believe about like eight years after my first book, 101 Chicken Keeping Hacks. And this is basically everything that I learned and refined over the first 10 years. So it's kind of like once you've got your basics down, take it up a level, you know, like learn how to make some new snacks or treats or your own electrolytes or um, just all kinds of cool tricks and things to make your life easier. And then DIY Chicken Keeping, which is a bunch of projects like how to make nesting boxes and roosting bars and little salad bars <laughs> for your chickens. Um, so if you're like handy or you want like weekend projects, some are easy, some are more difficult. If you like building stuff, great book. And then my cookbook, which is Yay. my latest book, came out last year. 100 egg recipes, all my favorite recipes, sweet, savory beverages. I think you guys were drinking the maple sour last time we yes, talked. Yes. Yes, Kristen has something yes, too that yes. she. Matter of fact, I've been using since we. It's been a year, and I've got some food stained pages in here, <laughs> so which means I've been using this. And uh, is that what's box. over here? Because I'm starting to get hungry. Yeah, yeah. So last night I made uh, from your from your um, from your book. I was looking. Okay, what do I have in my kitchen? And I made the maple cake. I mean, I'm sorry. What is it called exactly? The maple. Yes, pecan. the maple walnut cake. Maple walnut cake. Is it walnuts? I and asked you pecans if it was... because I didn't have walnuts, but because um, I like everything. pecans, because it doesn't look like a pecan. So it looks like walnuts. No, they're pecans. <laughs> and it was pretty good. It was it's really actually. good. Yeah. Oh my god! That's yeah. one of my favorite cakes. Yeah. All right. I, it's so easy too. Yeah. Sorry, Ingrid. I'm gonna go get it. Hold, Hang on. Hold on. 
You like that, huh? This is really good. Yeah. Everything I've made out of that cake, I mean, out of that that cookbook has been excellent. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. I'm a... People accuse me of being a picky eater. That is really good. Yeah, it is. It is really good. So here's yeah. the... Yes, I also yes. have been making a blueberry cobbler. Um, yeah, I almost made that. I almost made that. It's That's blueberry really season, good, not really maple season, but anyhow. Exactly. That's a yummy summer dessert. Yeah, so yeah. it's, I mean, there's a lot of savory as well. You know, there's eggs benedict and mm -hmm. just, you know, toad in the hole and pretty much anything you can do with eggs. So this was a fun one to write. And whether or not you have chickens or ducks. It's well, that's a good point. That's actually so. a good point. Um, so Lisa, if you don't mind, if you have a couple more minutes, I'd love to hammer through. I see more questions coming yeah. in. And okay. I definitely want to give um, our viewers a chance. If you don't mind, we can fire away. Here's so, our friend Misty out in the Pacific Northwest. She said, um, did you say you need layer feed if you have young chickens? I have a mix of a year old hens and 10 weeks old hens, 10 week old pullets, I guess. I thought you need to switch to chick feed. So what do you do when you have yeah. a mixed flock of young and old? That's a really good question. We're getting a lot of questions about that this time of year because people have older hens and then they added new hens. So when you're adding to an established flock and they're not all the same age, you want to put everybody on the feed that the youngest would be eating because it's more detrimental for the, the chicks to be eating layer feed because that calcium can end up giving them kidney stones later in life because it's too much calcium for their bodies whereas a laying hen can eat chick feed no problem just make sure that you have crushed eggshell or oyster shell free choice so the layers can eat that and believe me they will if you want to see your chickens eat a calcium supplement put them on like on chick feed that <laughs> doesn't have the extra calcium in it they will make up and blow through that that supplement. So that's an easy way to do it because you're never gonna be able to separate the feeds and make sure the chicks are only eating theirs. And so just put everybody on chick feed. And, and just make sure um, it's unmedicated, right? I don't believe in medicated feed anyway. I well, just don't you, really if think you have hens, necessary. you don't want it. Yeah, you don't want the hens. I, and I, I just, feed. no, I just stick clumps of grass and dirt in my broder yeah. and call it good. I, you know, kickstart their immune system that way. So, um, Bridget asks, we will be getting our new chicks next month. Three Australorp, three Green Queens, and a few Bantam Silkies. Matt's favorite. Um, hope they all get along. Best information for new Silky Bantam to be mama. I don't. I've never raised Silkies. What I understand, they no do wonder have Matt likes you so much. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I was on um, P.L. and Smith's podcast once years ago, and he loves his Silkies. And he asked me what I thought about Silky. Or he was going to give us a 4-H club or whatever. He was going to donate some Silky eggs to them to hatch. And I said, sure, give these poor 4-Hers chicks that are going to hatch into chickens that aren't going to ever want to lay eggs. They're just going to want to sit on eggs and hatch more chicks. Like that is like the worst breed of chicken you can give to somebody. And I mean, fortunately he's a great guy and has a great sense of humor, but I, I mean, <laughs> better than nothing, I but know, I see your point. Yeah. So many silky people contact me and they're like, my silky just sits on eggs endlessly. Yeah. Like that's all she wants to do is just sit on eggs, which to me, I don't know. But yeah, I do. I do believe, I think they can't get wet also. Like they have different, feathers like they don't have normal chicken feathers so there's i would definitely like find a silky group or somebody like a silky breeder and read up on them because i really like the turkins something that i really yeah. have no desire to raise and people don't hate me for that but if but. you have a bunch of mixed 
chickens. They're not the chickens are not going to care that one's a silky and one's a bantam and one's yeah. They're not not if they're raised. No, I would yeah. I would just be careful with bantams if you have a standard size rooster, because you know during mating season the bantams are really teeny and that could be a problem. Yeah. Um, here's another question by Amber. Is it okay to always to always put vitamins in their water, or should this only be used when they're sick or extreme weather? Like electrolytes. Oh, that's actually a good idea. I, I have my electrolytes here. I um, you can you know keep plain Pedialyte on hand, or you know buy the Save a Chick or whatever. But I make my electrolytes. It's just like sugar, salt, um, baking soda, potassium chloride, and I keep this powder in the coop so I can add it to the water. You don't want to give it all the time. You want to give it like during a heat wave. If you see somebody heat stressed, if you get shipped chicks and they're not looking that great, you know, somebody's under the weather, it should be like an as needed, not they get the vitamins they need in their feed and what they're eating. So it should definitely be just during, you know, extreme temperatures. Right. And she has this cute speckled Sussex as her picture. Um. <laughs> so hold on. I want to comment on Patty S's comment. Uh, and this is great. This is great. And again, why I love this show. But I learned something. I mean, it's just so important. So Patty says that she went to order one of your books. And she didn't know which one to order. But that quick rundown you got gave helped her. I was like, man, that helped me. Yeah. And that was just so valuable. It's just great for a gift. explaining boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. I am hoping, Ingrid, and I'm not sure if Lisa, if we've ever talked business, do we have her books possibly on our website? For... We do. Perfect. I thought we would. From last time, yeah. And I just thought it would be that was just so good yeah. if we were able to chop up this video for later with Lisa's permission, of course, to if people just click play on well, which one should I order? I mean, right. I was just so good. I'm so glad yeah. you asked that question. Yeah. Yeah, because you have a book for a beginner, you know, that would be a, and another one that would be a great gift for an experienced chicken person with 101 and maybe a one for the chicken daddy who wants some projects. Not for Father's sexist, Day, but, yeah. definitely for Father's Day, yeah. dad can make a whole bunch of projects yeah. there. I mean, there's, I, I, I use power tools, so there's some, there's some projects in that DIY chicken keeping. And the children's book sounds fantastic. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. And the cookbook that I can't cookbook. pry away from Christy's yeah, I know, hands, sorry. so I can't even use it's, it. It's or already like, dirty. Or... Yeah, yeah. That's all right. She, she absconded with that one yeah. when we got that one. So <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, and so, and, oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Whoa, we got to definitely talk about this. What? That would be... Oh, okay. We got to talk business. Hold on. So I, I don't know if this is true, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name. Um, it says, oh, if you go to Lisa's Etsy account, you can get it autographed. So that's awesome. I want people. Can we make it so that when people buy books, maybe we just buy a bunch of books from Lisa, have her autograph them or whatever, and then they can buy them directly. And we can just fulfill it here. That would be cool. <laughs> Do you find that people see the value when they're purchasing your books if it's autographed or not? Yeah, I mean, I, I do. Why do I think the books are over there? The books are over here. <laughs> okay, because um, you're looking at it backwards, that's all. <laughs> I do, I mean, I keep, I always keep, you know, a couple of copies on hand and then more during the holidays, obviously for gifts. You know, I, I do stock up around Christmas and that. But yeah, I sell a fair number. I mean, I probably could, I could order cases right from the publisher, sign them, reseal the box and send them on to you or something like that probably. I just think that would be cool, you know, because to get the extra touch if they order it from us. And I'm not here to make money off of books. I just want to put content that people trust. If Matt and Kristen mm -hmm. and everyone else from Carolina Coop says this is good stuff, I want them to be in front of it. Because I always tell people, you know, challenge us. But 
I challenge them, go do your research. Just don't believe everything you read, hear, see, but use some common sense. And I mentioned that earlier, and I think it was Mike Trapp or someone said, you know, the common sense today is just not what it used to be. And I, <laughs> I agree, and that is very, very scary. So it's another way of my way of saying, listen, we got to get back to be able to talk to each other again and using our brains. And it's just another great way to do so. It's, it's I think the problem is is because chicken as chicken keeping became more and more popular there was more and more stuff on the internet and people immediately go to the internet and like lisa was saying it's like her her books have citations so it's not it's not just a statement because of another reason for whatever whatever yeah. self-serving reason they might have it or just not Someone knowing. Thought, right? yeah you know it's, it's so funny because back in 2008 2009 when i first you know started with chickens as an adult there was almost no information. I mean, Facebook had just started. There was no Instagram, no TikTok, whatever. And it was kind of hard to find information about chickens. Now it's the opposite problem. There's too much information and too many people are trying to learn how to raise chickens or any animal by watching a TikTok, 15 right. second TikTok like that. Or they follow my Facebook page and they just kind of wait for me to maybe post something that they might have a question about instead of like doing a deep dive and either going to my website and, you know, clicking on the info for beginners or buying a book and getting a good foundation. Like social media is a great way to learn tips or tricks or have a community to ask questions, but it's not how you initially learn how to do anything. Right. Like it's because it's just little pieces and snippets that someone decides to feed to you. You really need to get that foundation of, you know, a website or like I use the um, main University of Maine Poultry Extension has an excellent poultry section. And I read a ton of their articles, you know, when I was getting started and just too many people just kind of sit back and, and wait for someone to feed them that information instead of being proactive and saying, I need to learn what to do for my chickens in the summer. Right. So I, I like Things that like term. That. that kind of makes me right. now sum up VCL, Video Chicken Live. Um, we are in a way, I would like to think of us as the foundation for learning backyard chickens. And it's not just about memorizing what we say. And it's just like today, we had some wonderful customers come in today to pick up accessories or building their own coop. And it's becoming a huge part of our business. And I, I love that they're out there building, but they started you know, measuring things, this and that. And I'm like, I know the path they're gonna go down, it's wrong. You got to understand why. That's the important thing. And that's what I hope people get from this show is it's not about just memorizing everything we say, but hopefully they're, 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 they're realizing why or to help them take bits and pieces and, and, and come to their own conclusion. Uh, so we or can ask be that more questions. Yes. Like it yes. sparks another question and then they go and research it. And when you're researching, again, I mean, I write a blog. Don't use my blog as the gospel, even though I know that everything is researched and it's good advice. But, you know, use um, scientific sites or educational sites or go to a source that you really can trust. Right. Is what I'd say. We have a question from Renee. Here's a good one. What size nesting box, this could be for you too, Matt, <coughs> should I make for my large hens? I have Buff Orpingtons, Bard Rocks, and Rhode Island Red. Has anybody ever taken a picture? Uh, is there anything out there? It's like a dog. You got a big fluffy dog and you give him a bath. It's like, who's, who dog, whose dog is this? Um, you know, I, I get this a lot. And actually, I'm gonna, I would love to hear what Lisa says first. God knows I've already been on record saying this. But again, here's a textbook example that... I think a lot of people overthink it, but there are certain things you want to think about so that you can, like you always say, Chris, that you want to encourage their instincts. You know what I mean? What what did chickens do before anyone invented the first nest box? Uh, but uh, Lisa, I'm assuming you get this question all the time. 
Yeah, and I mean, the standard answer is 12 by 12, you know, a 12 inch cube. You don't want it any bigger than that. And you're right, even the biggest chickens can smush themselves. And even 12 by 12, I have two chickens in one box many, many times. So I think you could even go smaller than that if you wanted to. Same with the little door, the little chicken door. People ask me all the time how big it is. And it's, it's like eight and a half by 11 or, or eight by 10 or something like that. You know, people question if that's big enough for ducks or for larger chickens. And of course it is. I mean, yes. can you ever squeeze, even squeeze through a tiny little hole in something? They can. Stop they, they, thinking yeah. chickens are humans, you right. know? Mm-hmm. And I thank you, Lisa. So. It's exactly that. And there are people that are like, oh, Matt, that's too small. I'm like, if we make it any bigger, you're going to be mad because you're definitely going to encourage two chickens in there. And that might be good in some situation, might be bad. You know what I mean? That's why I love our nest boxes where the dividers can be removable because making a production coop that is a one size fits all, make everyone happy to all their different breeds, what they've read, what they believe, what they don't believe is hard. But yes, I mean, it's just that simple. They want that nice snug area. They want to feel safe. And then the other thing I've Mm -hmm. learned is they want it dimly lit. They don't want it in a real bright area. And to me, that just makes sense. If I was a chicken trying to go be vulnerable for a minute to lay an egg and there's predators all around me, I'm going to go where it's, it's safe. And also when I leave that egg behind, it's safe, right? Right. Curtains. Curtains. Curtains, I yes. Blast also for putting curtains over my nesting boxes. I, I have them like on a curtain rod with like rings. I've actually had broody hens pull the curtain shut across <laughs> in front of her. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> they definitely. And then I have other chickens because I have like a, just a chair with a like a bowl in it that I can put outside. Like when it's really, really hot in the summer, sometimes I put that in the run so they can lay their eggs without going into the coop. And I have chickens who are exhibitionists who just choose that, you know, <laughs> open air chair. We're fine. But yeah, for the most part, curtains and if they can close them themselves, the better. And then too, once they've laid their egg, another chicken isn't going to walk by and think that maybe she should sit on it or eat it or right. do whatever she's going to do. It's funny in the summer... I have the the I have a rain barrel for the waterer and because it's facing the sun I use a shade cloth over it so it doesn't heat up the water and the chickens have discovered that that's like a great little place where they don't mm-hmm. have to go up into the hen house oh. and they mm-hmm. and only in the summer I'll find like I didn't realize it until I found like a dozen eggs in there one time because <laughs> they always go up into the into the nest box because the coop is just so great but I was like, oh, I guess it's hot and they're not laying. And then all of a sudden I found this mother load. So now every summer I just put straw in there for them and they, they'll go in there. And mm-hmm. once one does it, of course, the others yeah. follow. And that way it's nice and cool for them. So but just, that's just a good idea way. because, I mean, even our coop, we had a couple of hot days and our coop was over 100 degrees. And a chicken doesn't walk into the coop, sit down, pop her egg out and leave. You know, it takes her like 15 or 20 minutes to get settled and whatever. So she's in there for quite a bit of time. So that's why one reason I have the chair, because I can move it outside, put it, you know, under a tree or a bush Mm. or whatever. They seem to like it. Lisa, thank you so much for your time today. As always, it is so great to have you here. And best of luck to you on next things that you are going to be working on. And hopefully we'll be talking again soon, doing another one of these shows. Oh, for sure. Yeah, thank you very much. Anytime. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Thank Lisa. You. <laughs> we'll be in touch. Bye. Thank you, Lisa. Bye. Bye. I can't believe it's 106 already. Time just flies, you know, when you're having fun. Yes. Um, this show is so much fun. It's so good to be back on the air. 
I'm going to ask you guys. I want it to be public. The first thing I asked you, I didn't even say hello to you this morning. I was like, you're done, right? You're done leaving. I said leaving. hello to you. I thought you were Emma, actually, because <laughs> you're sitting at Emma's desk. Um, you're done vacationing, right? You're not leaving anymore. We're going to be back weekly, video chicken, right? <laughs> I just want to make sure. There are so many people that are <laughs> mad when we don't do video chicken, which I love. That's a great compliment, but they I, leave I, it. Hold on. Here's my, I'm dropping the hammer right now. We have people that are really mad. We even had someone madder than hell because we didn't tell them we weren't having a show and they spent like 45 minutes. Trying to find it. Trying to find it, which, okay, you think of it what you want, but that's still, again, they're only helping us, you know? So it's like, man, wouldn't it be great if we did potentially like a pre-recorded show, if there are days, you know, we do deserve a break, I guess, once in a while. But um, and we got to always make sure Ingrid works so hard to make sure we have guests and good content. It's not easy to do these things that she does. Uh, we don't just give people like Lisa Steele a call. Like, hey, can you come on a show? No, I mean, it takes some time. Uh, so we also want to make sure the shows don't become boring. But, um, you know, doing pre-recorded shows. So no more vacations. Right. We have no more reasons to not have upcoming shows well, you're so scared to answer this I don't what are you know. not telling I mean, me i'm trying to think of i was gonna take some time off around july 4th here but we go i don't know <laughs> i don't know well as always guys if you have ideas things that you want us to talk about that we yes. haven't yet please let us know and yes please. i did see that one comment they go does matt realize he's eating cake off a table a duck just pooped on you know that that's is how true. we roll here yeah it, that's true but it was over there never touched the sanitation yeah. service here but i did make sure i kept checking going, that's not the napkin right it's down there <laughs> that i wiped the poop up so we also have in today's studio is james our social media guy he's been here now how long you been here james mm, six weeks six weeks it's six weeks already yeah wow well and he uh, knew <laughs> oh they're He's counting like, they're counting down to the 90 day because people can be terminated <laughs> at, at, like like that within their 90 days so uh he's doing really really well i hope everyone out there has seen our uh, increase of social media content uh, I, i've asked james just throw all kinds of different stuff out there mm -hmm. and also you know when you're old when you don't even realize what what is a real what is a story i don't know but obviously it's still something that we have to do uh, i think there's been really really good content and i also did ask james because he's been coming to me, he goes, Matt, we got some questions. We got some questions. And he was going to type in the answers. I said, no, let, let me answer them on camera. And there was one of them that we did that the question was, Matt, what do I do when I've tried everything dealing with mice in my chicken coop? And I answered one of them. But when you got, what, 30 seconds? A minute 30. Okay, a minute 30. <laughs> you can imagine how long my answer was. So it was just a short part of a long answer. And I mentioned using bait inside a hen house inside that void um, to eventually get rid of your mice if you've done everything and also if you don't want all the work going in there and opening it up so it's been a lot of fun and i just want to make sure if you guys haven't seen it go check that out but if you have any ideas questions thoughts let us know because the questions are what help keep giving us the ideas for videos but more importantly they're telling us what we haven't answered yet right. so with all that said james i asked you i said let's let's do a section Maybe once a week now, top, what I say, six, five questions off of uh, social media. And if you can, because I know I don't have a mic for you right now, if you can hand them off to Ingrid, I have no idea what these questions are, but I thought it'd be fun to hammer them. And of course, you guys out there, if you have any other questions or comments, please let me know in the comment section. Okay. There's, um, there's a lot of roost bar questions. Oh, so. Hold on. So next week, I got it here. I got it here. I got the... Food grade diatomaceous earth. 
Mm-hmm. And there have been a lot of questions about these roost bars, rope wrap roost bars. And there's people that are so scared that it's going to increase the potential for mites. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more in the circumstances of that possibly happening that we need to talk about. So, yeah. So, yeah, you pretty much, like, four of the questions are pretty much that. So, <laughs> um, one is, um, what about mites? Is that a, the rope wrap roost bars? Is that an ideal place for them to hide? Another one asked about treating the roost bars for mites. Could you just dust the ropes, the rope with diatomaceous earth? Okay. So, we're going to do an official video on this. What I mean by official, long format, horizontal instead of vertical, YouTube, right? And what I realized is... If you're this little tiny mite, and remember, there's different types of mites. There's some mites that are never going to leave the host, uh, like scaly leg mite, right? right. Uh, there's other mites that will leave the host. And in this case, with like roost mites, they will feed on the chicken at night, okay? Just like a bed bug will. They're feeding on the blood. They're going to come off the chicken at in the morning and go hide somewhere to digest their meal, right? Well, where they go hide is in a crack or crevice, they're not or shouldn't be just hanging out on a surface, okay, because they're vulnerable, all right? So as an exterminator, one of the things you love when you're going to treat something legally and effectively are cracks and crevices. And what I realized is with the rope wrap roost bars, there are more crevices, more cracks, yes. But in the grand scheme of things, if you Picture yourself as a little tiny mite inside this big chicken coop. There's cracks and crevices everywhere, all right? But what I realized is what the rope wrap roost bars, not they, they do something more than I originally thought, not just help the feet heal if they have cuts and prevent bumblefoot. We've allowed more cracks and crevices to hold a treatment so it can have even more positive effect. Hmm. Okay, does that make sense? Like a sponge. Yes. Uh, in a way, yes. But... I love dust. If you ever got an insect problem, there's no better way to quickly reduce and potentially eliminate the infestation because dust have a very good residual life. They also are, they're, they're not going to, I don't know if the word is, a lot of insecticides when you spray are going to go into a material because it's very porous. If it goes into the material, the insects can't touch it. It's like you just wasted your time. Dust don't do that. And, but the thing is, I was really curious what the label says for food grade safe diatomaceous earth. And there is no label, yeah. believe it or not. There's just straight up instructions. And of course, I didn't know this when I bought this bag of diatomaceous earth, 100%, which I guess is what makes it food safe. It would be non-food safe if you had other ingredients, like a lot of mm-hmm. dust we use, piperinol betoxide, you know, a lot of oil-based stuff go in it to help with the delivery, to help the longevity of it, whatever. So... This stuff is just straight up ground up diatoms that are going to cut them up. All right. It's going to be very uh, repellent, but it's also going to dry them out and it's going to last a good long time. So I was reading the instructions and it's designed. It says just sprinkle in the food. And I was like, oh, that took the fun away because I know we've talked about that, that it can be beneficial for internal parasites Mm -hmm. to use diatomaceous in the food. But in this case, it came with a bellows duster. Wow. So Where I don't know who. This? It's small. I I, I mean I oh, was thinking like of like a something. Yeah, I was oh, thinking so when cute. he said that I was thinking of something for a fireplace. Yeah, but if you look at it, it's literally like a little. Oh, okay. yeah, a bellows okay. duster. What, what are you guys talking about? The one for the fireplace. Like this big. 
that used oh, to that see what on Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah, oh, that, I didn't know that's, that. That's what that. Yeah. That's I was what wondering that why you're asking. I'm like, no, no, it's just. No, I know. That's, that's why I was like, oh my god. That is an yeah, exterminator's no. number one tool. And so the next bellow. week's show, because it's way too much to get into now. Next week's show, we're going to talk about this because I really want to help explain things so people can take the information, use some common sense, and use it correctly. Don't waste it. Here's the thing: you got to be careful. Diatomaceous earth. If I put it right in my hand. It's safe. It's fine. Okay. You go start breathing it in. Yeah. You're going to screw up your lungs. It's going to hurt your lungs. Use some common sense. Don't breathe it in. But here they include a bellows duster, but yet their instructions are to put it on the food. I don't think you're going to go around shooting the food because now you're just going to make it airborne. Right. You're actually going to increase the chances of you breathing it in. That's not good. But the bellows duster is a great way to apply the dust into those cracks and crevices. That's yeah. where you want it. All right. You don't want it so that, you know, let, you know, you use this inside a home. You don't it has to legally be in a crack and crevice. Because you don't want, say, a child come along and, and touch it and, and start playing with it and breathe it in. But if it's in the cracks and crevices, you're hiding it from people that shouldn't be ac accessible to it. But more importantly, you're getting it exactly where the insect is either hiding currently. So you kill them or you prevent them from going in there. Make sense. Makes sense. All right. Good. All right. So the point is, we're going to dust <laughs> some rope wrap roost bars. I, I've never done it. I can't wait to see what happens. So that, that answers your question. We are going to try it. Should okay. we take our rope and treat them with diatomaceous earth? And then, no, God, no. no. no I wouldn't, I wouldn't no. want to be that employee. Never mind. No. So someone asked, how do you clean the poop off the rope, rope wrap roost bars? Gosh. Oh my God. You would know because you had 24 chickens in your yeah. coop. So, okay. If... <laughs> Okay, the first disclaimer is if you feel you have to clean your roost bars or you do have to clean your roost bars, there's just piles of poop on it, there's something else wrong because there shouldn't be. You should never have to clean out, you should never have to clean your roost bars, whether they're rope wrapped or not. However, if you're going to, and we have customers that do it, and they know they're going to do it, so this is why they'll order a second set, even with the ramp, they'll order a second ramp or ladder because they're going to take it out, they're going to wash it, and then repeat leave it out in the sun to let it dry, which you definitely want to do. But in the meantime, they'll put the, they'll, they'll just rotate them. Can you wash the, the rope wrap roost bars? There's no reason why you can't. I never have because you don't need to. But just like I had 24 chickens in a coop that was only meant for 12, we're going to do well, it. Well, they were young. They were You're young. not helping my story there. Oh, sorry. Was there not an overload of nitrogen yeah, in that yeah, run? Yeah. Thank you. Um, and in that deep litter... Yeah, there it was, was nuts. There was poop everywhere. Oh my god, looked it was like, a it was like a monkey, poop party. Looked like monkeys were living there, throwing <laughs> poop around. In that yes, especially when they were young. Here's what I noticed: those roost bars, even in our coop, got pretty dirty because they were young. They're like little kids. You know what do little kids do? They take their poop and they write it on the wall. And like, hey, look here. Um, as they got older, I feel it just sorry it, for it, your mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never done that for the record okay. that I know of. Anyways, mm -hmm. you don't believe me. <laughs> um, the roost bars in a way kind of clean themselves. So I, I can't, I didn't do anything. However, we're going to go power wash them and we're going to see what happens. And when I say, see what happens, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I just know I have seen rope that is made from a natural fiber. When it gets wet, it'll shrink like crazy. Right. Yeah. Yep. I saw, mm -hmm. no, I was going to say, and if there, if it's not the rope, like I don't have the perch bars anymore, but you can also use a paint scraper to kind of scrape like lumps wire of brush poop. Maybe? yeah wire brush well the wire brush will kind of will, will see here's the, very lightly here's the problem with that 
I just use paint. I wouldn't do it at all. I used to have to clean bird crap professionally from pigeons. And boy, do you got to be careful. It's like asbestos. Yeah. Asbestos yeah. is fine if you leave it alone. Once you start messing with it, you make <coughs> it airborne. You could breathe it in. You could end up with histoplasmosis by scraping it and you breathe in hmm. the, the spores from those droppings from the mold growing on it as a type of fungus, if I remember correctly. And then it starts growing in your lungs. Horrible. Me? Gosh, I don't know. I, I would just leave it alone. Yeah. And I'm just talking the big chunks. And they're nice and wet and goopy, kind of like 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 the duck poop yeah. that was here earlier. So here's another question. Someone said, you're all the best. When are those windows going up on the website? Oh, up. Oh, I was like. I thought they were going to say, when are they going to be for sale? They're for sale now. Uh, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, make sure you go to Carolina Coops. Is it on our YouTube channel? Perfect. So we did a video. We did an introductory teaser video of our new pre-hung windows. Now, I did talk about it right before you left, right, on Video Chicken? Yeah. So I showed oh. them to you guys. I wanted to show you how easy they are to install because they are literally pull it out of the box, put it in the rough opening of your chicken coop, Shoot it in, hammer it in, whatever you want to do to hold the window in, and you're done. We are trying to do something we don't do a lot around here, and that is don't start selling something until we're ready. Well, we're always ready. We can take an order over the phone and sell it now. But a lot of people have been asking, when are they going to be on the website? When are we going to have instructions for them? When is it going to be clicking by, right? Yes. So that question is for Ingrid. What? <laughs> I don't have any information. I am. See this? This is how much information I have on them. <laughs> she showed. She showed me paper. a blank piece of paper. Um, so this means this is something, Ingrid. You and I have to work together. We're gonna go right into the office and do it. And you're not allowed to leave until it's done. <laughs> Answer your question very, very, very soon. But they, I mean, you can buy them now. But to be on the website, we got a little bit of work to do so that it makes sense. You understand what you need to understand. And of course, we love this click and buy. Just click, buy, boom, comes right to your door. Okay. Um, so most of these were roost bar okay. mice right. stuff. Um, so we'll, yeah. And we Her had some questions here. I don't know. Yes, you have let's to go to the bathroom? Get, yeah. You look like you have to go to the bathroom. No, it's <laughs> okay. hot as hell in here. Okay. And I yeah, and I didn't I'm mean just... to get mad at you, but it's like, I have my mic all the way over. You had room. so No, it was just the way that the screen was split. I mean, if, if we want to do some math, I am... No, I mean, for the interview. I understand. But, so you and I have to come into the middle 50-50, right? Well, I was about 55 and you were 45. I wanted you to... Does that make sense? I don't know. All right. For um, Matt, we have had a lot of spiders in our backyard. Oh, boy. We so, love spiders. I know. Oh, this reminds me. Someone else asked a question about termites I definitely wanted to address. Yes. Format, we have had a lot of spiders in our backyard, some in the coop and hen house. Are spiders safe to have? Should I be cleaning the spider webs? We also have bugs like earwigs hiding in the crevices of the chicken run. All, all are these bugs safe? Okay. Wow. Great question. So I guess, all right. Are spiders safe to have? Well, I guess it you got to define have. Okay, if we're just talking about the chicken coop, I would not be worried about it at all. Now, I don't ever recall a chicken eating a spider, but I can't see why they wouldn't. Um, what you have to understand, to the best of my knowledge, all spiders are venomous. Okay, They have to have the ability to kill their prey. Whether they do a web or if they're like a wolf spider and they hunt down their prey, that's going to be different. Um, 
But anything else about the spider should be harmless unless you get into those tarantulas that throw up their hairs and it becomes an irritant. Um, so safe to have, yes. I wouldn't want to create an environment to have more than you want. Let's please understand spiders are great. They're one of the best exterminators out there working for free. But you do need to be careful. You've got you know, your black widows, which I love, even though they can be very harmful. They're, you, they're so docile. You can almost hang on to them and they won't bother you. So, and I also it, have brown recluse here too. Oh, that's right. And those, that's a hemotoxin, right? That, that rots your muscle, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the, the brown, hold on, I wasn't even close to being done there. Oh, the I'm brown sorry. recluse or the fiddleback. You can tell a brown recluse because it looks like there's a violin or a fiddle hmm. up on their septothorax. I thought that was for the black widow. No, the black widow has an hourglass, and it's not um, always there as clear as present, but most of them have that red hourglass underneath their abdomen. And the, oh, yeah. And the, the brown recluse has the fiddle. Or the violin, and that's a lot of times why people call them fiddleback spiders. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, should I be cleaning the spider webs? Yeah, spider webs are just evidence that you have spiders there. If you're wanting to reduce the spiders, reduce why they are there. And they're there because they, for whatever reason, you got something going on that tells them, hey, this is a good place to make my net, make my web, and catch a food source. The most common reason for that is your lighting, okay? So check out your lighting. We haven't seen it in a while, but you know, those remember those old yellow bulbs? Yep. That will just reduce attracting flying insects. So that might be something to switch out to. Um, and then earwigs. So, huh? They're all over. They, they really are. I wouldn't worry about the earwigs. They're considered an occasional invader. Again, if it's a chicken coop, I wouldn't really worry about anything. I see them as free food for the chickens and they're not going to do anything to destroy your coop like termites potentially could yeah that termite question was if you ever treat the wood before you paint it for termites okay so that is a great that is a great question here's the thing about termites and we're going to talk about subterranean termites not dry wood termites completely different most of this country only has subterranean termites you're only gonna get dry woods down in florida okay so they're a different thing the subterranean live in the soil and the thing that I like about our chicken coops, and we get this question all the time, is they're open. Even if you go into the hen house, there's very little void. And that's only in the deep litter system. And I don't like voids. I hate, I don't even like doors. Um, the, the wood that is touching the ground is ground contact rated pressure treated <laughs> lumber. There are products like copper and other that can act as an insecticide in that wood already that the termites are not going to want to go in there. But here's what happens because they're subterranean and they actually don't even have eyes. A lot of people don't know that. The workers don't. Um, they're going to bypass your pressure treated lumber and whether they do it on the outside of the coop or on the inside, doesn't matter. You can see it. So if you are worried about termites, what I can tell you with a coop like ours, and as long as you're going there every day, doing your once over, you will spot those mud tubes before they can do any damage, or you should, even within a week. So to answer your question, I don't think it's worth doing anything to the coop to prevent termites. I think the prevention, which is the secret for all pests, has already been done because of the design of our coops from coming from Carolina Coops. If you have a big shed and you can't see inside your walls, then I would be worried. But now you got a whole nother problem when it comes to prevention of treating a termites. It's going to be for another day. So definitely know what those tubes look like. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you got a crawl space, like mm -hmm. I do now again, God, I can't stand. Why don't you? I wish you guys would build basements here in the south. 
Look for those mud tubes. I'm good because I I was curious about that, and I thought I think I heard something about um, what was it the oh the ground freezing and stuff like that. So that's why up north everyone has basements, and then down here. Well, it's because of the uh, frost line. You have yeah, to dig so line. far down for the frost line. You might north, as well have a basement. You might as well make right. it into a basement. Right. Here, we don't have to do that. I know, but you get so much more home. I know. And I can tell you, our new home, did I tell you, our radon levels through the roof. Well, you knew that beforehand. No. There was a measurement, and they said the average is safe. I got a new meter. It's through the roof. And the question is, you know, speaking of crawl spaces, I think... One of the reasons why the radon level is so mm. high is because it's becoming very popular if you build a home and you have a crawl space to seal it and not ventilate it. I'll be honest with you, sealing it makes sense to me. But that makes the radon, which is going to be everywhere. I know there's different levels, different parts of the country, but it's forced to come through the house instead of exhausting out through the crawl space. So yeah. anyways. You might have to mitigate that. Great. Thanks. No, the expert said it's not high enough, but now I'm questioning their device compared to mine. Question. Um, I know you sell the hemp for the chicken coop. What do you use for the chicken rung? Yes. Run to keep it clean from all the poop. I am so glad you answered this. Okay, well, one, if you're worried about a large amount of chicken droppings inside your run, that might mean you got too small of a run for the size of flock you have or too many chickens for your run. However, possibly this weekend we'll have an official video coming out. Kristen and I did, what, three different parts to this one video showing our experiment with the healthy straw yeah. inside the run. And uh, Ingrid and I, we're going to kind of brush it up and hopefully finish that, that today. But what I can tell you, I guess it's a spoiler alert. Love it. Yeah. Love there are... this healthy straw. Yeah, it is great. And there are um, a lot of options for the run. We do endorse the hemp for the chicken coop, for the hen house. For the hen house. But you do have a lot of options for the run. This healthy straw. I, and I was not a believer. You guys told me you both loved it. I said, all right, mm -hmm. fine, let's try it. I it's really like um, I really like the healthy straw, but I also like uh, wood chips for the run, leaves. There's no, 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 no. We sell healthy straw now. So that's all we say we like. <laughs> oh. Yes, your oh, leaves, your wood chips. Hardwood. Yeah, come on, catch on here, Sarah. Hardwood wood chips. But this healthy straw... I tell you, for the price and how far it goes, we did, what, three to four inches with two bales mm -hmm. yeah. in a six by 18 run, and it lasted. It's probably still out there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's. I think what's great about the healthy straw, and I'm using it outside of my run when we get a lot of rain. When I know it's going to stop raining, I will throw the healthy straw because I have, a, I have a relatively small area for them to free range versus other people, so... Um, that can get muddy because they've been there for seven years, so I don't have grass growing. And the healthy straw is great to absorb that kind of mud slash chicken poop. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I love the healthy straw, and I think it worked great in your coop. Um, it worked unbelievable. I'm still in shock. And I'm not saying this because we want to sell it. We're selling it because of how good it is. Yeah. And that is on our website. And it is what forty five dollars, includes shipping. <laughs> yes, anywhere in the country, it's just that is an unbelievable price for what you guys get. Yeah. And the other thing too, I wanted to bring this up earlier with Lisa Steele, and I don't know if we even really talked about what we planned on talking today, but I think it was a great conversation we had with her, uh, especially about ducks because ducks have become so popular. Right. We have learned that this healthy straw is great if you have ducks. Mm -hmm. Right. 
to use it in the the duck house. Someone said that click and buy should be cluck and buy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is get rid of the can you get rid of this one before you Wait, oh I'm sorry. Thank you. I was okay. trying and she just took it right out of my hand. Okay. And, and it is one thirty. If there's any other ones we can get to. Um our chickens love to eat earwigs. That's good. Yes. I mean bugs are good. You know, we talked about this in the video with the healthy straw. It's it's trapping well, there was already really, really wet. We got so much rain in the Carolinas. I don't know what's going on this year. I think it's been warmer in upstate New York than it has been here this spring and going into summer. But there was so much rain. It was really wet in that run, coming through it with the runoff. And, of course, 24 chickens meant for maybe 10. The, 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 ooh, it, was, it was getting a little nasty. So there was no worst-case scenario to test a healthy straw. And it just did beautifully. But when we started pulling it back, one of my concerns was, was it going to grow mold? And there was zero mold. That wasn't an issue, no. You know what I mean? And yet there was insects underneath that straw, and that's a good thing. The yeah. chickens absolutely love it. Don't forget, the worst thing you can do for your chickens is let them get bored. Yep. And also we noticed that it was wet underneath where it was on contact with the ground, absorbing the water, but the top part Bone dry. Was, was dry. That's why I couldn't then, believe it. it was so yeah. dry on top. I couldn't believe when I pulled it back. Mm-hmm. Someone said, should I treat my new shed slash coop with a water sealant, or can I? Can I slash should I? Wait, can you bring that in? Okay. Thank you. Can I should treat my new shed coop <coughs> with a water sealant? Well, if your coop's made out of wood, it's highly recommended you do something so that when it does get wet, water doesn't go into the wood. You seal it, you paint it, stain it, whatever you got to do so that the water can't get in there. So I would say yes. However, I've seen a lot of barns that were never done and the wood's still, for the most part, good. So uh, this is an interesting question we should have brought up when Lisa was here. Lisa and I were talking about it before the show. Any worries for chickens with all the smoke from Canada? So I asked you. You flew in the JFK. Mm-hmm. How bad? Is it? Is it real what we're seeing on the news? Yeah, I sent you a video. Yeah, I have friends that there's have sent me. There's the show and then there's, okay, for uh, entertainment. Oh, oh. Yes, Thank you. I, have, I have friends in New York and yeah. That it was, oh, yeah. was bad. And my daughter flew into Newark and she said it was like, dawn of the dead I yeah mean, now did you go really outside weird. at all or no no Mm-mm. so lisa I, I, she's been getting a lot of questions about this and you know she's saying to try to keep them locked up as much as possible if it's bad just because the particulates are really bad for them to inhale because of their respiratory system but she also said the thing to do is to make sure that um <clears throat> you might up like you know, apple cider vinegar or electrolytes, anything to keep them healthy, keep their system healthy that they can not um, uh, not be as susceptible to lung issues, vetricide, mm. the <clears throat> VetRx stuff, right? That's the stuff that you can put that kind of helps yeah. clear out their lungs and things like that. So, um, you know, obviously you can't keep them all in your house like Kristen might. But <laughs> So, wait a minute. This is a good question. It That's is. That's a very good question. And, boy, I mean, my my thought is, I mean, the idea is to protect yourself from it. And that is get inside. You don't have that case really with your chicken coop. Right. But, I mean, you could wrap it with plastic, but then I don't worry about how hot it can get. You know? it's, I mean, we're talking a couple of days for most people. Um, you know, mm. some of the places that are the worst are um, Manhattan. <clears throat> I think Harrisburg, Pennsylvania had oh, they got, got the hammered. Highest. They got they got hammered the in my old area. It just came right on top of them. It was nasty. Yeah, Syracuse and, and wow, great yeah. question. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So you really want to 
you want to build up their immunity as best as you can too. So any kind of thing like rooster rooster, any kind of stuff like that, that can help get them. If you can keep, if you could keep them, you know, maybe if you have storm shields, maybe whatever, try to keep it. Um, they'll probably would, would be aware of the air quality and not be mm. as active anyway. But yeah. Would, would the same principle apply? Like when you have a house fire, you're supposed to get down low because the air is better. I, I don't know. They're, I mean, I live life. The chickens life, are already. I live down life close. down low, <laughs> being this height, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh, uh, so well, that's better, an interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. Being down low, they might be okay. Um, mm. Steph M says we have healthy straw in our run. Let us know what you think of it. Not sure if you bought it from us or not, but either way, uh, let us know what you think of it. It'd be great if you could put that in the comment section. How often do you have to clean the healthy straw out of the run? Listen, when it comes to cleaning out your carbon source. To answer that question has all to do with how much of your nitrogen source yeah. there is, okay? Uh, so it's hard to answer that. What I can tell you is, I mean, again, uh, I'm I, not exaggerating. We had seven, seven years I've never cleaned my room. Yeah. I don't know why you would clean it out. You I, just I add know. fresh. Yes. Guys, if you feel- I you would only dig out of that if I needed some compost. Yeah. Yes. That's, I've only dig, that, dig out of it because I keep adding to it because it gets too high. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I've yeah, never cleaned no. it. Yeah. So again, if you feel you have to clean it, there's you got to look at some other things. And it actually gets better and better it, with all the uh, I, microbes. Yes. And, yes. So, so don't clean it out. Keep building the layers. Take care of the um, droppings. Good point. Down those droppings. Good point. Do less. Yes, we're a big advocates of the set it and forget it. And, and I do have before we end the show, I do have something for. Oh you yes, guys. we have stuff for Matt. Huh, what? We have stuff for Matt, too. Is this going to be embarrassing? Yes. All right. While we're waiting on Kristen. Uh, oh. Yes. I, oh, you can't even see it. I. Oh, uh, I, yeah. I, it looks like a dead plant <laughs> on the air. This is a beautiful green elephant ears. I love these. Uh, what? No. This thing is huge. Yeah. Is this the bulb? Yes. Yeah. So. Yes. Mm, thanks. Uh, I, I'm assuming these are from your house. Yeah. yeah so I, I know that. Giant. These are called elephant ears, right? Yeah, I know that when you used to come to visit. Oh my God. I'm so. Yeah, I was yeah, always you were jealous. Like, I can't believe you can grow these. So, so I can just grow these at my house. Yeah, they're yeah. growing without even being in the ground. Well, yeah. I don't know. Do you plant them? Just yes. throw them on the ground? No. Do you them. have to plant them south, east, west, north? Don't they matter. They like a little shade. A little shade. Oh, wow. Look at yep. that. Yeah, they need shade. Okay. All right. Well, oh, thank yeah. you. Throw them in there. And then. Now, will these spread? Yeah. They will multiply. Well, yeah. yeah. Can and, you uh, Ingrid has Yeah, you can just you, you can yeah. Wait, what what did I just hear? Well, wait, are given, these for me as well? Yes. Yeah, this for is your the, new home. for your new home oh. and for here. So here are two hops. They look like they're dead plants. <laughs> <laughs> so like that, that those are hops like really that you can gift. grow over your chicken coop. I know, they're a little yeah. They're they're very very green. Okay. So grow these over our chicken coop here. Well, you can either yeah, or I would Build a trellis for them. Yeah. Well, you know how shades. Ingrid and I are always swapping. That one is. Hold on, I got. Hold on. Hold on. Can I guess? Yeah. yeah. Are these blueberries? Nope. Oh, am I even anywhere close? No. Nope. No. Sunflowers. No. No. Oh my God. So no. Uh, okay. Well, give me a clue. Give me a hint. This is this is for the carpenter and you. Not that one. The other one. I'm trying to get. They're not showing up at I all. I know. I have two of these. Those. That's a black walnut. It's a tree. Yeah. 
Okay, well, thank you. So I figured you could center a carpenter oh and black Abs- walnut. Love black walnut, absolutely. Thank that you. That you can build, put one in the shop and one at your house, and then hopefully you'll stay here for like thirty years and you can build something with it. Wait, they're both black walnuts? No, the other one's on the ground somewhere. There's two of oh, them. Oh, this one? Sweet. No, that's something different. There's another black oh, walnut. Oh, oh my gosh! So what is okay now? You can, nobody can see these things. I, um, this is that's um, yeah, that's the two. That's the other black walnut. So. Carpenter needs a black walnut, and that is um, anise hyssop, which is a native plant. It's a great pollinator. Um, if you rub the leaves, you can smell the. It'll smell like licorice. Oh, I don't like licorice. I know, but it's it's kind of a. Oh God! Yes, it does. <laughs> oh my God! Totally overreacting. No, I do not like licorice. People that like licorice have. Well, I don't like to eat it, but the smell is just... That is nice. Oh, my God. That oh. is, is this where licorice comes from? No. Um, but this um, this gets a nice big plume of purple flowers, and it's a nice pollinator plant that you can have. Plume um, your, of... Oh, okay. Oh, it gives oh. it gets nice flower spikes, purple flower spikes, and it, it's a great pollinator. Well, for thank your, you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Mike Trapp said invisible plants. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> New invention here at Carolina Coops. Yeah, so, yeah, so now, yeah. It's a walnut tree. <laughs> you know, Ingrid and I are always bartering plants and stuff, and now you can be part of the club. Yes, I figured. Now you have your house. As a congratulations, oh, you can put you. some in your, in some out here. Or you can put in your shop and some in your house. Yeah, I'm getting ready to start my next adventure. You're going to be mm-hmm. seeing a lot less of me. I hope the only day I have to come in here is for video chicken. Start our other big adventure. Oh, look, it came with a bug. What kind is oh, it? Oh yeah, that's actually that's that's. What it, what kind is it? I don't know. We call them uh, pill bugs. Okay, so it is a pill bug that curls all the way up, and then there's sow bugs they can't curl up. Anyways, alrighty, oh, it is. Not, wow, we went oh, way past our. Yep, yeah, we went way past our timeline. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Hope you've enjoyed the show. We'll see you next week. Where the plan is, we're gonna treat these roost bars. We're gonna answer any and all questions you guys have. Thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye, Later. Guys.